0: Hello and welcome to not in episode number 10. Uh, This time we are talking about live golf. And I'm very, very happy to be joined by uh, four people much smarter than myself, three of which are going to uh, spend some time talking about live golf. Uh, I like to interject occasionally with uh, nonsense and uh, some non sequiturs and some non other stuff. Uh, But basically, it's uh, just it's a good discussion. I think, you know, a lot of things come uh, to the fore here about the the morality behind the whole thing, the money behind the whole thing, and then how it really affects golf in general, uh, how it affects the PGA moving forward. And uh, quite frankly, it's a highly intelligent conversation. So it's not something that is, um, you know, accustomed to being, you know, shared via this particular medium under this particular format. Under my particular umbrella and other various particulars, um, but hopefully you enjoy it. Hopefully, maybe you uh, have an opinion. If you do, don't hesitate to call. and love to hear what you have to say or think about live golf. Um, I think this, you know, comes through pretty well. I think uh, all of us, um, you know, shared our various opinions, and I think we're all sort of not quite in the same boat, but we're in the we're in the same sort of body of water. I think. Um, for the most part, there there are some differences here and there, but I think we're in the general sort of area. So, um, take a listen. Hope you enjoy it. Like I said, if you do six one seven six five seven four seven three six, call into the show, leave a voicemail. Love to hear from you. And uh, yeah, that's it. Listen, listen to the interview though. Don't don't leave now. That'd be stupid, asshole. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, I am super excited to have a, a meeting of the minds, um, which began as most inane, inane arguments begin, and that was on Twitter. Uh, the talk was of the uh, Saudi Super Golf League DBA Live Golf, uh, the player movement of PJ vets, corn ferry tour, hangers-on, and an odd amount of dudes from Thailand for some weird reason, uh, and all of them jumping into the Scrooge McDuck-esque money bin Provided by Mohammed bin Salam. Uh, It is a fascinating story, but even more so for golf fans and people that spend too much money on a regular basis at subpar munis shooting 110s. So, with that, I am incredibly excited to be uh, joined by an esteemed panel of men to hash this out. Uh, I am joined by Connor Bennett, Tim Faniff, Joe Scully, and of course, uh, Associate Producer Dave. Men, thank you. Thank you all very much for joining me. How are we doing? Hey, what an honor
1: to finally make it onto the program. Thanks for having me.
2: Thanks for having me. It's the first time I've ever said thanks for having me at a place like this. I've always wanted to say, like, come on a talk show or something and say thanks for having me. So thanks for having me.
0: No problem. And
3: I got to just say, this is a fucking group. This is this. Oh, yes.
0: I've truly been looking uh, forward to this group. This is terrific. So uh, so basically, um, AP Dave has made it quite clear that he knows nothing about golf. So he's essentially here to be the arbiter of arguments. And uh, I would say in about 40 minutes or so, he'll uh, declare a victor. So what I'm just kind of hoping to do is toss this around in a uh, very unsophisticated, around the horn type of fashion. And so being that the, the general sort of topic here is live golf, what I'm looking for to start off is just a, uh, your general take slash thoughts about Live Golf. And we'll start with you, Joe, and then we'll go My general
1: thoughts on Live Golf. Well, for starters, it's, I mean, the field was hysterical. Like, sure, we all tuned it, turned it on on day one just to kind of see what was going on, see what it was all about. And then you, these guys are like duffing ships around the green. You can't pronounce anybody's name on the leaderboard because you've never heard of them in your entire life. Um, it is what it is. You know, Saudi stuff aside, you know, like we can get political. I don't really feel like doing that. That's a pretty tired conversation. Uh, the product was it, it, left, it left a little bit to be desired.
0: Um,
2: I'll start with that.
0: Okay. Connor, oh, you're muted, so that this isn't gonna help. <laughs>
4: oh, I didn't hear you say Connor.
0: You <laughs> uh, it did say no, Connor. And I said it twice. I, uh,
4: I was, I'm pretty much in the same boat as Joe. Like you look at just the tournament from this past weekend, like the PGA, it was like Rory at the top, and like people you actually recognized. I didn't, I did not care at all about the people in the live tournament. I watched it for like an hour, probably, just streaming while I was working, and just absolutely terrible product, in my opinion.
0: Wow. All right, Tim.
2: You guys both have this completely wrong. So here's the correct take on this: the Live Golf League is great for golf, actually. It wasn't the question. It was my overall thoughts on live on Live Golf. It's great. So live, live from the weekend, yeah. So here's why it's great. So one, yes, the product right now isn't spectacular, but they are on a long term trajectory here you have to think about the long-term play here assuming that they're going to be around here for at least a couple years so they're gonna their goal should be to continue to pick off a couple top 50 guys every year like they did this year with uh, obviously dj bryson reed three hateable two hateable guys for sure but whatever you get a couple there's still big names you get a couple more of those guys, but then you start plucking some of these amateurs out there. And you can guarantee some kid, some young stud coming out of college, All right, we're going to give you 20 million guaranteed versus, which would take you to be like destroy golf on the PGA tour for a couple of years to actually make that kind of money. Well, maybe they'll consider doing that. You get a couple of young kids. Now the field in a couple of years is actually pretty good. I agree. The field was like, especially before they announced Bryson and Reed and stuff like it was embarrassing what they produced out there. Pretty, pretty gross. Um, I didn't watch a minute of it either. I didn't even know where to watch it to be honest with you. I tried to watch it at one point. I couldn't find it. And the finish of the PGA tour was great. My overall take on it though, is that the PGA tour should do what they did. I have no problems with the PGA tour did. I have no problem with what Live Golf is doing. You can't you have a problem. I have no problems with the Saudis uh, paying <laughs> for it. Okay, you dirty money everywhere. Take... As, as, as I said on Twitter, <laughs> as I said on Twitter, as I said on Twitter,
0: there's it's dirty a money Huge fan of the Saudis.
2: Okay. Watch... BS. <laughs> yeah, guess what? PGA Tour did an event in Saudi Arabia this year. Like they're into the Saudi Arabian money as well just not as blatantly. So that part doesn't bother me at all. Um, And PGA tour should suspend them. It's a a competing league. So obviously they're going to go out there and and not want them to join that. My biggest problem, the reason why I actually support live golf is because the head of the PGA is the biggest bitch I've ever like heard talk in my life. I've never heard of this guy until like three months ago. He is the whiniest little baby in the world. Like just the antithesis of what I picture country club, golf, yuppie, spoiled brat, six-year-old to be like, that is what this guy sounds like. If I were him, I'd say, you don't need, like, we, we don't need you. You need us. Like he kind of said the other day, let him go. Great. Go, go take your money. And you're stuck over there. When this thing falls apart in five years, you're screwed fine but don't like whine and complain and like make it out to be what it's not that's my biggest problem so he turned me off so much from pga to actually root for live to be successful and i think they could i think they can both be successful uh but that's my
3: biggest point can i just say one thing yeah Uh, joe and connor you guys are going to need to do a much better job because tim just killed you guys there
2: thank you
1: (laughs) thanks thanks for chiming in wow well, uh, yeah, yeah, thanks, that. Dave.
3: Appreciate it. So and my I, I thing... Mean,
1: Tim, you're not going to hear... Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Dave. No, good. I mean, I certainly agree with you on the Jay Moynihan stuff. He's been inept for years. And I mean, he's gotten comfy. He's gotten content with a really shitty product. The PGA Tour is shit. I mean, if you look at the lineup of, like, the Sanderson Farm, the John Deere, nobody's watching this shit. And they locked out. They, they There couldn't have been a better scenario for the PGA than the RBC Canadian Open. Ending with Rory and JT in a duel, Rory shitting on Greg Norman when the tournament ended, being like, you know, that was twenty-one, one more than somebody else, so that really, you know, brought it out of me. The Prince of Pontevedra, Rory McIlroy, coming to fucking save the day, Jay's White Knight as usual, <laughs> but Jay needs to step down. I, I I think that Jay Moynihan is he has to step down, and I think that you know it's 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 time it's time that you crown the cat. You just give the cat the commissioner job and you say, you know what, cat, you, you are the PGA. So go ahead and run it.
2: I'll tell you what, I never thought about that. If they did that, live golf is dead tomorrow. If they, oh, if they fired 100%. This guy, if they fired Jay Moynihan, if that is what his name is, I'm not even hundred percent sure it is. That's if it, They yeah. fire him. Yeah. Then they make tiger like the acting player commissioner. Live golf dies to tomorrow, and I, I mean that's. And a, I have a
0: question. That is an incredibly bold take, Joe. That it's, it's a, yeah, but I mean number who's one, a better than idea. He's never going to do that. Never, <laughs> never in a million years would he ever say, "Okay, sure, yeah, I'll run the PGA." There's no money in it. Number one. Number two, he still wants to play, even though he can't. He still wants to play. I mean, I I who's think your in,
2: commissioner in theory. I think Bill Russell did I that mean, one year.
0: Well, that's true. He kind of did. So, I don't know. Rory will be the guy.
1: If if he was at that stage in his career, I think Rory would sign up for that. Hmm. But I think it's interesting you bring up money.
0: You're a punching bag. I mean, that's the problem. You'd end up being... You're a punching bag. It's obviously a little bit different. Right. But, I mean, you're going to get the same heat that he does. You just have to be an adult about it, be able to handle it, which Moynihan can't do. Yeah.
1: I think it's interesting you bring up money because Tim's talking about, you know, sort of poaching these guys, these young amateurs that are winning the USMs, that are, you know, that are flashing at the masters, things like that. Mm. I just don't and I get it. They have what seems to be an infinite sum of money to throw at this thing, but like at what you point do. does it become really not worth it? I mean, they can't make any money. It's on YouTube no. because nobody will advertise with the Saudis right i mean you're throwing right. 150 mil at dj you're throwing upwards of 100 mil at bryson you threw 200 mil at phil 50 mil at ian poulter ian fucking poulter got 50 Man, million euro
0: 50 million for ian poulter
1: was that just yes. to draw the so, aussie audience was that it i don't i don't know what audience is following ian poulter but he got
0: 50 poorly mil.
2: dressed audience
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. so it's just like oh my God. how is that sustainable It's not, but again, it's not, it's, it's an un, it's like you said, Joe, it's an unending supply of money that they have. it is. Yeah. I just, I don't understand this exists. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I I would say they have all this money and like
4: they still couldn't have managed some form of a TV deal, some form of like something where the normal person can just like, Hey, I'm going to put this on. And like Tim, he had a search for it. Like, how are they ever okay. supposed to bring in extra money besides that? Because everyone dropped well, like their, their sponsors. Or, or sorry, yeah. everyone's sponsored dropped them. So, like, yeah. look at Phil. Like, what does he have coming in besides from this right now? Because all the sponsors dropped him.
2: What does he have besides $200 sure. million dollars and a shot at yeah. $25
4: million purse eight times yeah. a year? No, Yeah, yeah that's he the would, only thing that he has. Like, not, like, any sponsors coming in for advertising to get them money and all that kind of stuff. He'll
0: find something. He'll latch on with, like, Caesar's Palace or something because <laughs> – You know, he loves to gamble. and Yeah. And they don't care. So, I mean, look, to me, it's a. You got to find a bunch of guys who aren't uh, that don't have a price on their own sort of morality. Right. And unfortunately, the Saudi angle is a huge part of it, because like we've just said a bunch of times, no one is willing to take it on to put it on television. You have to go searching for it on YouTube there's a reason for that. I keep quid, I keep going back to the same thing and it's and it's kind of a stupid comparison, but I think it works. The old WCW days with Ted Turner, who had a shit ton of money, started poaching guys from the WWF to make, you know a competing organization and inve- it was a little bit different because eventually he ran out of money. These guys aren't going to run out of money. It, it so it, you, you gotta find guys like Phil who one they need the money for whatever reason and two these hungry amateurs like because if you looked at what the guy who finished last, he made 120 grand. He finished last in the tournament. The guy who finished last at the Canadian Open, he brought home 12 grand. So I mean, if yeah. you're if you're an average PGA golfer and you're looking at this what, you know, you're going to say, Oh shit, I should probably go try to make some money. Right. Yeah. And I think,
1: I think that's exactly right. You're the, the types of guys that are looking at this are going to be the Henny duplices of the world. They're going to be the Ryan Palmers of the world. And like, at the end of the day, I'm still not going out of my way to watch that. And, and, and back to the amateur point, like no kid grows up saying like, stand on a putting green being like, like in this to win, Live golf at Trump <laughs> Bedminster. What do they say? Like, what's the best tournament in golf? The fucking Masters at Augusta National.
4: They can still Augusta play Augusta
1: National Masters. will not get flexed on.
4: They yeah, can, yeah. They can Joe, Yes, it will by the international oh, yeah. in
1: Boylston. You know,
4: like <laughs> the best cars yeah. in
1: Massachusetts. Yeah, right. The international, <laughs> the beautiful international club in Bolton, Massachusetts.
2: Yeah, you can go play there for like sixty-five bucks.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, you need to qualify for the Masters, and to qualify for the Masters, unless you've won it, you need to be top fifty in OWGR points. And the Saudi, the Saudi league didn't even apply to to be able to give away OWGR points. They realized <laughs> during the first week of their tournament that they're like, oh, shit. Like, we need to give these guys world ranking points because that's how they qualify for, like, the tournaments that they actually
2: give a shit about and they're not just collecting mm-hmm. a check. I also, I think that there's two things to think about, though. I think it's what it looks like today and what it looks like maybe in, let's say, two years, assuming it's still going on in two years, right? Because I think that...
0: it's that, to me, honestly, Tim, very that's, different. that's the it's big very question. very different if, if it's still there.
2: Right, if it's still there because, again you add even just two or three decent guys a year for the next two years, that's five or six more top 50 guys. And then you bring up two or three young guys um, to the tour. Maybe you steal one big name. I mean, now you have a field of like 20 pretty good guys and, and half of them are, you know, half the field is decent. And then, if you can actually get a good field where people actually want to watch it now, as we've seen with everything, to my original point, no one's gonna care where the money's coming from, where it's funded, if people have demand for it. People don't people only care about the Saudi piece now because it's popular and that's the media driven point, and that's Jay Mornihan being a, a cocksucker, if I can say that word on on here, and cocksucker. continuing to call it continuing to call it the Saudi league and the, his memos, which again, amateur hour makes it sound like a sport, like a, 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 a compared to like a fantasy football commissioner who's like sour at a bad trade or something. That's what he sounds like. Like just like talking like that. So I think if you can do that, people will eventually want to watch it. And if people want to watch it, they will find advertising for it. And that's how it gets rolling. Now, it whether or not fucking they,
1: Canadian government tip, a government owning a professional sports league is fucking
2: weird. Yeah, well, there's lots of weird things that, that people enjoy in this world, Joe. Don't weird shame. <laughs> that's I fair. Mean... That's fair. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get canceled for that by the by the yeah, weird I, contingency. Jeez. I mean, um I don't I don't see the, what realistically what the problem with it being a government really is. Like they're just funding it.
1: If the U.S. bought
2: the NBA, it'd be
1: like this is fucking weird. Joe Biden's the the president of the country and the NBA now. That's I mean, weird. it kind of
2: seems like China. <laughs> yeah, but that's a little bit NBA NBA different in Saudi. With all like, the stuff that happened last in- year, it,
1: that's what that's what I'm saying, Connor. It doesn't even matter that it's Saudi Arabia. It could be Canada. It could be it could be the state of New Jersey. It it's just doesn't make any <laughs> sense. Like, why Wait, should no, some government not. call the shots on a professional sports league? That's just not how shit works. It makes no sense.
0: That's part of their plan. They're sports washing the shit out of their bad sort of history, reputation, bad sort of history. It's not sort of, (laughs) but I mean that's that's why they bought Newcastle. It's the same thing. They it's like oh okay let's let's try to you know be great with a you know in this sport and then they go to a next one and then you know the joke you made about the Saudi basketball league I wouldn't fucking put that past them at all.
2: So Dave, you know I don't know anything about soccer. Who owns? Newcastle is the same is the government same group yeah okay so did did people put up a big fuss about that oh huge except except Mm -hmm. but here's the difference (laughs) though didn't it still going
0: on here's the difference the difference is that the guy the guy who owned Newcastle was a shit bag and he was a terrible owner so all the supporters were very excited that somebody came in that had money and so what's going to happen now Newcastle is going to be buying players all over the place they're going to try to become a Premier League power again and, you know, make people forget who actually owns the club. So to me, it's okay, the so, same so, as, as what's happening with the with the Golf League. Now, look, so I, ex- I never I never begrudge anybody for the way that they spend their money or the way that they make their money because it has nothing to do with me. So I don't really give a fuck. But to me, the look is just horrible. It's a it's a terrible, terrible look if it succeeds great so like when they come to boston are you guys buying a ticket and going you know gonna spend the 60 70 bucks to go watch uh you know a bunch of Thai guys and patrick reed like knock a ball around
1: hey, you just use never code, been you just use dustin johnson 25 and the first 100 people that enter the code get in for free because we can't yeah. sell tickets <laughs> yeah.
2: so so here's my question dave so newcastle their previous owner was an asshole, yeah. So they're now happy that they're owned by the Saudis because they're going to spend a bunch of their dirty money on them. So as long as
0: a lot of them. they're replacing a, somebody
2: a, crappy, it's okay to right. take their money, is what? What? How it goes?
0: I mean, that's FIFA, mean, baby. If, if yeah, and that's the other. But I mean, look, professional soccer is filthy anyway. So, but this he was just not a good owner he was a terrible owner they were bouncing up and down between the premier league and the championship a couple times so it was weird that you know when the saudis came in and bought them and said okay we're going to spend a bunch of money you know you had you had a lot of people very upset right up front a lot of protesting a lot of issues but then over time which is going to happen with this thing over time they i think they just kind of forgot or they just stopped caring
1: I think the biggest way to look at this live situation is not from the professional standpoint. Like I don't care what types of checks these guys are fucking cashing. I don't really care where the money's coming from. That's, that's, that's besides the point, like as a fan of golf, the real, the the question that, that like Twitter people and us should really be answering is, is this good for golf from a fan perspective?
0: So that kind of takes me to my next question right so the pga tour themselves it's a, it's a, a non-profit entity okay they obviously do not have the money to compete with with live unless they do some sort of massive business shift and even still they aren't going to have that uh the ability to compete so with that in mind like what what does the pga need to do to keep this from happening say next season or whenever they you know continue to poach guys what would they need to do in your mind to keep it from happening? Connor, let's start with you. So like, I think what the live has
4: going for them right now is, like we said, they did get like all these amateurs come in like, oh, like the PGA tour is a grind for people who like aren't guaranteed to win for the most part. You're like, great. If you come in like first through 10th, like you're making money. It's great. Like when you come down in that 50th, you're not making much. Like you said, like, the winner in the Canadian was what? 12 grand. So, like it's a grind for a lot of these people so like that's really appealing for amateurs to come out be like all right it's guaranteed money i get some exposure i get some like reps at, at a higher higher level granted it's like my opinion obviously not the pga but like it's at the higher level where they're getting experience they're getting reps and they're getting money then like great if they drop it if the pga works at a deal like if you're not working in any of those live events like you get to coming back to the pga great they have a choice but in order for the PGA, I think to keep up in the long run, if the live succeeds, they have to have like some form of guaranteed money to those like people who want to come out and actually get onto the tour. That's the only way I can see if the live succeeds in the long run, how they're possibly gonna do that.
0: Because mm-hmm. you're just
4: I, not gonna get I, that that young talent out of that, I think, in my opinion. I
2: feel like it has the potential. To actually, this is the point I think where Joe and I uh, parted ways on Twitter, was I think it has the potential to be kind of cool if they did it right, which they probably never will because there's so much hatred on the PGA side. But I think it would be pretty cool if uh, you could get some new young guys on live and they're doing well, and then let's go see how they perform against the pga like in a few pga events um or right you could do some type of thing like that i I think there's enough good golfers and good young golfers especially now for them to be that they're just buried they probably don't get the confidence um to ever like make that break like there's plenty of stories of guys that are super successful now who barely made it on tour and kind of got that confidence got that break and made it there's probably a million that didn't quite make that break. Now you give a handful of those that shot on live, they hone their craft. They become actually a lot better. They get that confidence and now they can compete And golf is in a better place because you have more championship level golf to be played on both sides. Now, I think that would be cool if you could then combine them and see what happened. But again, I don't think that will ever happen or anytime soon, certainly because Jay Mornhine's a bitch. (laughs) <laughs> I
1: do like I that we keep leaning on that because again, that, that is definitely the point. That's that we my flagship up.
2: point here.
4: That's the. I'm good concept. with that. <laughs> I agree.
1: That. Um, I think that, that all like, it's going to be tricky, money. though. It's going to be tricky, though, with you know people coming onto the live tour and and quote unquote competing. I mean, these if these fields, even if, like you said, in a dream scenario, they they do poach like one or two superstars per year. Like you're you're measuring yourself versus absolute nobodies i mean the the field the strength of field numbers are going to be at like rock bottom if you're the tour one you need to fucking get in bed with the majors you need to get in bed with the majors you need to get buy-in from the usga you need to get buy-in from the rna and the pga of america and and plant your flag and say this is only players that qualify via the tour the european tour or the asian tour can play there needs to be less events but what's tricky about that is the events are how the players make up for their FedEx cup points, how they bolster their bank accounts by beating up fields that are on the weaker side. Um, so it's tricky. I mean, like like DJ said it the other day, he's like, yeah, he's. they're like, what are you going to do with all your free time? Now? Like, aren't you going to miss golf? And he goes, he's like, no, he's like, I can do whatever I want. These guys just want to play less. The superstars want to play less and live kind of superstars do, because yeah. they didn't. Yeah, and they didn't get any of the leaders. They didn't get any of the "quote unquote" cool kids, the like the loud voices in the room. Like the tour looks to Rory, they look to Justin Thomas, they look to those types of guys, It's to like, hey, like, what the hell am I supposed to do here? DJ doesn't say anything. Bryson is an asshole, and it's well known across the tour that Bryson is an asshole.
4: No one's I missing mean, like, him at all. Those aren't <laughs> the
1: guys. Those aren't the guys that are gonna that are gonna get out like boots on the ground and, and start recruiting. Um, I think it's starts a strength
2: the field a little bit, right? It's like that found a few, if they didn't have those, I mean, the tours live as pointless, right? So, And it'd be interesting to see like if Mickelson didn't put his dumb foot in his mouth, maybe like whatever, two or three months ago, if they could have gotten a handful of other, you know, you're never going to get the Rory's and JT's of the world. Like it it just makes no sense for them to want to leave right They're They have the money they have they're they're chasing a legacy like but like a i don't even know a good example but i would like, go get hovland
1: or cam smith like those would be the types of guys yeah
2: that yeah exactly like that type of guy like um go get one of those guys A, a tony finau even right who's in in the running like <laughs> great great name <laughs> he uh, stinks well, he finished second last year. Sure. That's pretty he stinks.
1: Good. So, well, how many
0: times has he finished fucking second, dude? That guy stinks multiple times. Multiple times. Uh, David, do you have a comment? Me? Yes, you. you. Yep. Is your yeah, no, yourself I'm... in the third person?
3: Uh, yeah. Did you see? Did you see Nadal win uh, the French Open?
2: <laughs> no.
1: No. Good for him though. Yeah. Um, and I Dave. think the tour just has too many fucking tour cards, man. Like take Ryan Palmer's goddamn card away. Take Dylan Fratelli's card away. Take Patton Kazire's card away. Like these guys have. I love the that you keep rights. dropping
0: like uh, like fringe players here. That that is just yeah. Get them the fuck out. Amazing.
1: Get them out. Send him You're to not live. On top seventy. We we'll don't them. have a card anymore. See you later. Was, Go play we'll in take them over and live. Later. Yeah, I've you mean, can have that too.
0: I mean, what is there a reason why the field and all of these fringe and these like you know just random weeklies are, are so huge? Is there a reason why? What, like why the guys like still qualify for these types of fields? Well, no, no, it's just like I, I I've always wondered why the field in some of these, you know, smaller, you know, events has always been massive. And I've I just don't know why.
1: I mean it's it's just playing it's opportunities. That, if you if you qualify for your card. Which is a lot of people. So the people that have their card and have played well enough against the OWGR get to keep their card, and the top like what fifty in the Corn Ferry like are eligible for a card. I think is the number, and like with the more bodies, holy shit! I didn't know it was that much. Something that might be wrong. I might be fucking (laughs) that up. But regardless, it's there's a decent amount of KFT guys. You're up, Joe Steele influx from from like their farm system. So then you this the fields just get wider and wider and like that's why they just keep jamming the schedule with stupid events that no one cares about. The Sanderson farm mm-hmm. where the the trophy's a freaking giant chicken. Like nobody cares about that. Who's watching that? But like not anybody If you're
0: gambling it, on it, David.
1: And like I think it's a it's it it yeah, also we, highlights like
0: yeah. I, uh, Zoom wants me to upgrade if I if I don't end this in six minutes, for some weird yeah. fucking reason. So we've got we've got five minutes to go. Okay, so I would like thirty seconds uh, from each of you uh, on how how you think uh, live will affect the PGA moving forward. Uh, Connor, thirty seconds, go.
4: I think I don't know if it'll necessarily affect it moving forward in the long run. I think at max it has like a. F- it has like a four-year window of succeeding. If it doesn't succeed in like four to five years, it's done. PGA will be back to normal. Um, in that four to five years, if they can figure it out by then, because that's when I'd assume the Saudis might eventually be like, all right, this isn't a good investment, even though they have an infinite amount of money, they will be able to figure it out if they're going to succeed or not. So overall, I don't think it will affect the PGA that much at all. Like Joe said, maybe a like big name or two overall, but once it fails, everyone will come crawling back anyways. So, Joe, 30 seconds. They won't be allowed to, first of all. But I think it could affect the
1: PGA Tour if Brian Harmon is looking at the champion of Live London saying that Charles Schwartz just walked out with fucking $4 million. They're like, yeah, maybe, maybe little Brian Harmon will jump. But I, I think that like that will be the types of impact that Live will have. And hopefully it'll light a, f- a fire under the Tour's ass and produce a better product.
0: Him, 30 seconds.
2: Uh, I think it'll create just a giant cluster situation for the PGA uh, as guys start to leave. They're, they've drawn such a hard line in the sand that it's going to be hard for them to walk it back. Uh, eventually, the mob turns on Jay Moynihan, and he probably, you know, loses his job, uh, his house, his wife, his kids, if he has kids, everybody. And at the end of the day, it's really a negative for him out of anybody.
0: Oh, hey, Nolan.
1: Nolan gets 30 seconds.
0: 30 seconds, Nolan, go. (laughs) Nolan, how are you? Hey, Nolan. Tim, you, God, you put it, you muted it, Tim. Tim, (laughs) Tim, Tim, Tim. you're wasting your son's 30 seconds, Tim. Nolan, tell your dad he's dumb. (laughs) (laughs) Tim, you're not on mute. Unbelievable. He probably just gave way more insightful info than I did. And you Oh, he was on mute the whole time. time? Yeah. Yeah. The entire terrible, time. Awful father. Uh, so my thing with live, right. If they don't produce any of their own young talent. So if they don't manage to take some of these amateurs that somehow grow into superstars, they're dead. I would say three, four years maximum. And if they don't, uh manage to find like a diamond in the rough somewhere that that they can sort of market and put on the poster when that isn't dustin johnson or 52 year old phil mickelson they're in trouble and so i think that's the biggest problem so uh as i said david uh you are the arbiter of the argument so i need uh who is the winner of this completely dumb 40 minute conversation oh, i'm
3: gonna be honest i I'm oh, even geez. more confused when I just died. Hold on. Can you hear me? Low, <laughs> low, budget, low budget production.
0: We wow, can fix it in Are we back?
3: No, we can Are we back?
0: <laughs> we're back, we're yes. Back. Who wins? All right.
3: So what I was trying to say before the internet cut out is I actually think I'm more confused and torn now than when we first started. Tim definitely had a strong opening. Went downhill quick, I thought. Joe and Connor had a nice one-two punch, but it's still very hard to – I don't know. The PGA commissioner guy, clearly an idiot, right? He's talking about 9-11. I mean, when you start talking about 9-11 and players going upward like it, you're going to never get those players back who left, right, unless you guys are talking about him getting fired and shit like that. I don't know. I, I don't – this is a tough conversation. I mean, obviously, why we're doing it, I don't think anyone – I think we're all losers here, to be honest with you.
0: Well, that's that's I accurate. Agree that. We all knew that, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but we need a <laughs> well winner. Said, well said.
3: If I, ha- if I had to give a winner, Joe yes. articulated himself the
0: best, Joe Scully, ladies and gentlemen, winner of the dumb argument on Live Golf. Listen, guys, this is also because been... he
2: just knows a bunch of random golfers. I feel like well, look, sure, I mean, the best
3: part is he's I throwing out random Tim's golfers. Comments, I appreciate Tim's comments about the Saudis, but like you wouldn't stop. It sounds like you love. The Saudis, for some reason, like, if Joe, like
2: Joe is the one that started chiming in on the Saudis, too. I got I convinced Joe to also agree that he did, and Dave to come in on the Saudis. So I think I subliminally convinced all of them, and everyone agrees how we feel about Jay Moynihan at the end of this. So, like, I don't know how I'm not the winner of this, but MBS
1: has sleeper cells everywhere, and apparently, we're everywhere. looking at one
0: right now. Yeah, yeah apparently, <laughs> it's, from, it's uh, guys, this has been awesome. Thank you uh, so much for taking time out of your incredibly busy schedules. Uh, the only one with actual responsibilities is Tim. So thank you very much for, uh, you know, for, for that, I guess. But um, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Gentlemen. Uh, Celtics winning awesome. Golden State. Celtics 6, baby. One oh, 107, seven, baby. 103 tonight. Let's go, C's. I think, uh, I think Tatum has a good night tonight. You know, meaning he'll shoot nine for a 32 and score 30 points. And but uh a win it. is a win. I don't give a shit. So long as they win, it's all I care about. Just win. That's right. All right, all guys. Right. See you guys. See you. Take care, guys. Good to see you. Guys. Thanks, guys. Peace. See ya. I hope you enjoyed that. Uh I did. It was a good good conversation. Big thank you uh to to AP Dave, to Tim. Connor, Joe, uh, thank you guys so much for coming on to the show um, and, and, you know, sharing some thoughts on live golf with the audience. And I think that the general sort of uh, consensus um, was, was fairly evident between the, the you know, the four of us and what we thought uh, this thing is, will be, can be, et cetera. Et cetera. I think we're all sort of, in the not maybe not really in the same boat but in the same sort of body of water with this thing so um it, it's going to be interesting to see how this progresses moving forward of course and then you know i i have some people uh some other friends that seem to think this is going to die on the branch quickly whereas um i don't think any of us um in the last half hour that you heard felt the same way i think we all think it's going to be around for at least you know a few years uh, we'll see how it progresses, but I think my stupid example of the WCW, if you're a giant dork like me, you you, you might get that reference. Uh, if not, well, then I don't know what to tell you. You're listening to the wrong fucking show. <laughs> um, if you do have an opinion, I'd love to hear it. 617-657-4736, 617-657-4736, call into the show, leave a voicemail. Um, you know, as I'm recording this, Phil the Groundhog is below my feet making a ton of fucking noise. I don't know what this guy is doing, driving me nuts. He's probably fucking chewing wires or some shit. Who knows? Um, but anyways, listen, as always, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it. Please tell your friends. I beg you to tell your friends. If you don't have friends, pretend and just tell strangers. Uh, tell your mom, tell your dad, tell somebody, you know? Let's try to make this... Uh, this stupid fucking show a little less stupid just a little that's a tagline just a little less stupid I doubt it no it's not going to work but uh, as always thank you so much Um, ta-ta